Zinksteads on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest today is Rita Ayu Yang and her new book, Newish. Yeah, Newish. Newish. Whirlwind Wonderland. Not Winter Wonderland. Whirlwind no, Wonderland. Yeah. My actually my husband accidentally called it that once and um I don't know. I don't know how to take that, but <laughs> um good movie. I don't know. Maybe it's your lack of winter in Oakland. Right, that's true. That, that could be it, possibly. I don't know. Do you guys get winter? You don't get real winters. I mean, it's, it's rain. It's like hard rain in Vancouver. Every couple of years we get a real winter. Um, like last year, we obviously didn't, if you paid any attention to the Olympics. 
<laughs> where they were flying snow in from other mountains. <laughs> Not just snow, but they would make... Imported snow. Imported snow from the interior. From China. <laughs> it's cheaper there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are a little bit of moral qualms about sweatshop snow, but... Yeah. Now it's now it's known. Now everybody knows. Yeah. It's uh, it's an open discussion. Right. Um, but the year before, we had a really heavy dump. So they're saying this year might be a cold winter, but I don't know. We'll see. Well, bundle up. Bundle up, indeed. I'm all nervous. I'm going to New York next month. And oh, like, really? I'm not used to cold. Oh, is it really cold right now? I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty nice out over there. I well, actually was talking to a friend, and she was headed over there, and I just thought it was might well, that's right. Seasonably wonderful. That's right now, but this is a month from now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Brooklyn? Are you going to the Brooklyn comic? The, I, the festival? I am going to the Brooklyn mm, Festival. Very nice. I'm very excited. It's, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. Yeah, it all sounds good. It does. I'm going to go to Toronto and then to Vermont and then down to New York. Oh, that's a, that's a really good for the book tour, right? Yeah. That sounds really excellent. Yeah. Good You're, luck. You've got me talking about myself. I know. I think <laughs> that's that that's one of my weaknesses. <laughs> don't talk about myself more. Well, so we should do it. We should mention um, <laughs> not only do you have the new book, but you also co-host the Comics Claptrap, which I do guess do we have to talk about that? <laughs> 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 I <didn't>. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Well, I Let's wasn't go going to say Let's anything. Get down and dirty. <laughs> I'm not saying anything bad. Yeah. We're not going to talk about Tien. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is kind of, uh, for folks that don't know it, it's pretty contemporaneous to what I'm doing here with Ink Studs, mm-hmm. where you interview uh, a lot of similar folks. We're definitely influenced by your work. Or maybe one of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Recently. I'm just going to let this out. Oh, wow. Recently on the Comics Claptrap, uh, one of the hosts, who will remain nameless, made an unfavorable remark about my show, as well as the Ink Panthers, and uh, I think I straightened it out at the uh, Alternative yeah, Press yeah. Expo. He's still um, recovering from his bruises and yeah. things. Did you see the sketch he drew? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I liked how he rendered uh, everyone's jeans. Very nice sneakers as well. I, I do have nice sneakers, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's crazy and um, <laughs> and love, but lovable at the same time. But um, yeah, he has a way of saying things. Yeah. Oh, I didn't take not it personal. Quite, quite the right way, but um, not how I would say it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to have a feud. Yeah, I think you already have a feud, don't yeah. you? Don't you guys? I think so. Yeah. I think so. We'll yeah, see. the thing about him is actually in real life he's a really sweet guy and um he actually helped a lot, uh well, mostly um in critiquing my <laughs> critiquing my book as Do you I wanna was working on my book. Mention who this person is. Oh, it's Tin Fam. There we go. Uh who has a new book coming out someday. Well he has the one with Gene that's done. Um is that that's the one, right? That's the level up, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think it seemed like it was taking a long time, but oh man, I feel so bad. 
talking. <laughs> <laughs> now you're you're getting me started. I think that's what you were trying to do. There we go. My okay. podcasting secrets are revealed. <laughs> well, I saw a photo of the book, so it's it's coming out. I think yeah. in the spring. Okay. Of 2011, uh, collaboration with the wonderful Jean Luang Yang. Yes. Um, I love that man. He mm-hmm. is a gentle, gentle. He's gentleman. a ve- he's a gentleman. He is. So, Whirlwind Wonderland. Yes. Um, tell me a bit about your background with comics. Uh, growing up. Well, I mean, as a kid, I was I was always um, I always read you know comics like comic strips. Um, I read. Uh, you know Sunday funnies and um, my my brothers and sisters my older brothers my older brother and sister we had like a, a huge collection of like you know paperback collection of comic strips like um, you know Peanuts and you know Nancy and even Family Circus and <laughs> um, and even Heathcliff which remember Heathcliff yeah anyway yeah so I read I did a lot of comics reading and I was also into I loved cartoons I loved watching them and I was I wanted to be either a cartoonist or an animator and uh, when I went to college I wanted to uh, I tried to get into the animation department I had moved from Pittsburgh to San Francisco after high school and uh, tried to get into the animation department but at San Francisco State it's they have you know they have they don't have a lot of classes available because of budget cuts and such so it was either you know to get an animation you'd always have to like try to you know the only class they had available was screenwriting one or screenwriting two so everybody in the film or animation department were taking screenwriting so anyway I just didn't want to deal with all that and so I got into art and got into like crazy stuff like installation art and performance art and and then so I stuck with that, and then I got into like web and computer arts, like art. We were, I was making art with computers and like robotics. So I got into this world that was like really, totally not what I expected mm-hmm. to be in. And then finally, I got back into reading comics again, um, and you know stuff like uh, Chester Brown's "I Never Liked You" and uh, Adrian Tamina's. Uh, optic nerve so fine comics yeah yeah now in curious growing up are your parents are you first generation American or your parents born in America or no I'm for, um, I guess I'm first generation they were born in um, um, the Philippines and my two uh, old my older brother and sister were born in the Philippines too my sister my other older sister uh, uh, was born in San Francisco, um, so and then I was, uh, and then I moved to uh, Pittsburgh for a job situation, and I was born in Pittsburgh, and I was born and raised there, and I moved to San Francisco after high school. Couldn't wait to get out of Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was more like I couldn't wait to get out of high school, and I just wanted to get away from the whole that whole feeling that I had in, in high school. Like I. Um, you know, my brother had moved to San Francisco, and we actually have a lot of family here. So, um, so it was just sort of like, you know, if I had a, the choice, I just, you know, decided to, to you know, see where it took me. And um, so I've been here for, I guess, what, um, 15 years? 
got married, had a son, so. <laughs> Have a boy. Yeah, so pretty much settled here now. <laughs> That's all I need to know. <laughs> Interview done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Um, I, I'm Like, you talk a little bit about some of the culture in your house going growing up, like uh-huh. the wooden statues. Yeah. And, and I the found carvings. The, the carvings, yes. I'm really fascinated by <laughs> those. Is like this interesting, like, Western cultural mishmash. Is that the a good stuff way you can get it? at Pottery Barn now or something? Yeah. I don't know. The Cebu collection. <laughs> I've never been to Pottery Barn. Oh. So I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> no, I'd have walked in there, like, I don't even know if there's Pottery Barn exists still. No, it does. But um, I walked in there one time and they had, like, a whole, like, dining room layout called the Cebu Collection, Just the Cebu is like a, is a city in the Philippines, it's all like acacia wood carving, and I'm like, hey, that's stuff that I could have just got, you know, yeah. from my uh, mom's attic. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy, our uh, wood carvings. Like, I don't know exactly, well, I guess you didn't really, did you have a question about it? Well, <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna like, go. tell people about the, <laughs> the carvings, because it's a neat comic. Yeah, it's in my comic that I, I wrote for that SBX book, um, and it's yeah in my comic in my book. Um, yeah, it was we had just a bunch of um, crazy wood carvings that we got. Uh, we that we either got um, I don't know I, we got from friends from the Philippines and or you know there would be like you know the huge massive you know spoon knife and fork we'd have and the in the dining room area, you know, and we'd have, like, the huge wood carving of the Last Supper, because that's important to have. (laughs) (laughs) And then we had, like, you know, the huge wood carving of these tinkling dancers, you know, they dancing between sticks. And and, um, I found it... I mean, we just had so much of these carvings. I mean, they were, like, on all of our walls. And um, I found it kind of like if you, you know, as a Catholic, you know, you would have, like, all this Jesus and Mary iconography, you know. It was a little bit um, (laughs) intimidating. (laughs) And I had, I felt that, like, anybody, like my friends or two I would bring over, I felt that that was something that they were like, whoa, what is this? And, And I was kind of embarrassed about it growing up mm-hmm. um, um, but you know also it, I mean they were pretty fun too but it all obviously kind of was kind of symbolized kind of how different I was with um, different I was um, from the people the, the kids in my neighborhood you know well I kind of I, I get a feeling from reading your work that you kind of in your own way have a bit of cultural disconnect with your own culture yeah that, yeah actually yeah that's that's kind of true. <laughs> um, wow, Robin. <laughs> How did, where, when, Bam! In which <laughs> didn't know it was going to be a therapy session. <laughs> um, I, I mean, which, which, I mean, I guess the one about the aunt, the the aunties and. The well, yeah, like you don't speak Tagalog. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do feel that um, it's. You know, we weren't, uh, we weren't, you know, my parents didn't um, teach me Tagalog or Ilocano growing up because they thought that would be too confusing. And, um, you know, in Pittsburgh, you know, there really weren't too many, you know, uh, Filipinos or Asians, for Mm -hmm. that matter, where we lived. And so um, 
we didn't really think that much about, you know, where we came from or, you know, where or like what our ethnicity was. I mean, although we'd had a lot of things in our house that reminded us of where we were from, like, you know, what you know, what we would eat for dinner and all that. Um but yeah, I think when I when I moved to San Francisco or, you know, where all a lot of my relatives are, I did feel like we were you know, it was just it was just different, you know, we weren't used to to having so many Filipinos around us and, and having you know, that that language. And so there is there was a disconnect especially growing up, and um, I guess that is something that I do talk about a lot in, in my work. Are you finding ways to kind of reconnect with that through the work? Um, yeah, I think so. I, um, I think in a lot of ways, um, I think the way, uh, you know, how I... I think portraying my my family and portraying my you know my the the relatives I think it's gotten me it's gotten um I've gotten a little bit um I've gotten to know them more by you know sort of um exploring like you know who are you know how are these people related to me and you know you know, I mean, what what were their lives? What are their lives like? And mm-hmm. you know, where did they come from? And you know, their own family. So I, it has kind of opened that door um, to what their stories are.
back inkstead citr 101.9 fm in vancouver i'm talking to rena ayoyang uh her book is whirlwind wonderland her radio sh- or her podcast is comics claptrap and we were yakking about your family yeah and um how do they feel about your comics making well they actually they actually love it i think i actually just do it for them really um they you know, they look at the stories and they laugh about it. Um, you know, mostly my mom laughs about it because it's, you know, the stuff about my dad is hysterical to her. Um, <laughs> but they love being in it. Um, I, I mean, I don't really paint too much of a... I don't really paint a bad picture, I think, of them. So I guess that's why they love it so far. But, um, um, yeah, I, they they enjoy it, I think. <laughs> but I think they enjoy the humor because um, our my family we we have we come from uh, um, I, I come from a family that's that humor is injected in everything and I guess that's also cultural too I think in Filipino culture um, you know when you're dealing with adversity and stuff like that we you always we always sort of look at it and uh, in a and um, more of a humorous <laughs> way to kind of lighten. <laughs> To, to lighten the um, dramatics, yeah. 
So, um, so yeah, maybe they're just in denial and they're just laughing about it nervously. <laughs> well, it's striking. Uh, it's a very Catholic culture. Yeah. Um, well, it's Catholic, but also there's some like um, there's some voodoo. <laughs> underground voodoo going on. So they like to cover all their bases. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, it's, uh, it's that, that. It's but it's mostly Catholic. It's yeah. mostly Catholic, but I'm just thinking of, I don't know if you don't know much about South American mm-hmm. cultic stuff where you have the Catholic traditions, but they have fusing in of, um, like African traditions and Indian right. like indigenous yeah. Um, yeah. elements mm-hmm. and they create this new kind of hybridic thing right and so it was interesting reading about it was your grandfather's wake yeah uh-huh like this the you elaborateness know, to it uh-huh yeah um yeah um it was a pretty intense experience I mean that was my first time to go back to, to the Philippines or to go to the Philippines and um to go back to go for that specific event was especially um, intense um, because you know of all the not just you know the culture shock and everything, but just also the intense the, the the rituals that go on just for that for the wake and the funeral and also meeting my my mom's dad for the first time. I mean my mom's um, my dad's mom, my grandmother for the first time ever, and was was part of that too and. Um, so yeah, and my mom went through, my mom and my, my grandmother, um, had to go through a couple of rituals so that, um, uh, because, um, some of the, I guess our relatives didn't want to be haunted or they just wanted to make sure that, you know, their, of course, again, their, their bases were covered, but they didn't want to be haunted by my grandfather or anything like that. And that was where they didn't wash for five days. Yeah, something like that. I mean, th- I mean, yeah, they <laughs> didn't bathe for like I guess nine days, or they had like a vinegar bath, and you know, it was <laughs> 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 yeah, it's weird. It's uh, interesting. Have you embraced any of the religious stuff, or is this kind of dropped off with your Western acculturization? You mean the indigenous? Or the Catholic, Well, I was actually born and raised Catholic. And um, so, I mean, it's there. I think I don't, I'm not a practicing Catholic. I haven't been for a a while. But um, there is that still that, you know, Catholic guilt that (laughs) you kind of keep till the end of time. Um, Rena, you're not at church. <laughs> I know. Well, except for that, I don't feel guilty about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you still keep that. So I, um, and just you know, like I, uh, you know, it's the whole thing. You just want to be a, a good person in this lifetime. You know, you know, benevolence and generosity. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, my mom is still pretty, um, you know, religious. But um, you know, she actually she gave me a prayer card for my uh, when when I was when I was pregnant, or I was think I was trying to get pregnant with my son. She gave me a fertility prayer card. They had went to a, um, to a church that I think the patron saint of. I don't think it was of children, but of fertility. She went. There's <laughs> there. like a million patron saints. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she didn't go to like a Greek temple or anything, but um, <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she went there and she got me a prayer card and I was like, thank you. 
I thought that was neat. Yeah. She was thinking of me during her trip. Now, <coughs> when did you start doing comics for yourself? Um, well, I did it, I started doing it in 2001, and, um, I don't exactly know. I, I think, I think I was drawn to, like, the, the two zines I had read, and, um, the, and how easy it was to kind of publish your own work through mini comics, and, um, and again, you know, I was I was inspired by what I had read um, by Chester Brown and and also Adrian Tamina's like Optic Nerve, how it became you know a mini comic, and then he got you know mm-hmm. got got um, published by Drawn Quarterly. And, and Chester also right. Yummy Fur was originally a mini comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't read a lot of Yummy Fur at that time when no. I started. Like it was mainly that one graphic novel. Ooh, the I never liked like you. Yeah. yeah. And and then John Porcelino. So um, so I don't. I'm trying to remember like what was the one first re- mini comic that got me, you know, really inspired. And I don't know if it was. It could it could have been actually Jessica Abel's Traza del Tita, the um, the work that was inspired by um, um, that then was she was inspired by Butch Hinker Butch at the oh, time. Okay. Yeah. And um, so it was a wordless comic, and uh, her time in Mexico, and you know, it was um, all done in brush and ink and brush, and I thought that was, I thought that was pretty amazing. And it was just a, a mini comic that was, I think, destroyed by High Water or something like that, but um, High Water Books. But uh, um, yeah, so I just started. I did my a mini comic, Bambi Pambi. And I didn't really know what I was doing. I mean, I was actually I was following the zine, you know, <laughs> the zine way of doing it was just, you know, you you uh, did your originals and then you went to the to the photocopy shop and you placed your originals like in the photocopy machine and you know, shrunk it to the right lock. size. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so it was a real learning experience. I think another thing that was funny is that I was actually I was at the bookstore and like I was looking at you know the the really lame you know comic magazine section you know yeah and they actually had a wizard magazine oh <laughs> and and no what was amazing is there was a how to on how to do mini comics by Jim Mafood oh crazy in there yeah <laughs> and I was like whoa and so it gave us you know just had the rules like you gotta you know you know, do your pages by four and, <laughs> and fold it and make a template. So that was kind of funny where that came from. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing... So I was doing the Namby Pamby series, um, and then I did a couple of different other mini-comics, like uh, Doodle Days, which is based on some strips I did for my blog as sort of at first as an exercise um, to see if I could just do... To try to get motivated to draw again, and then um, did a couple of contributions to different anthologies. You said like the SPX. And yeah, and Strip Burger. Those guys are really were really nice um, and liked my work. And um, yeah, SPX. Like Brian Ralph had asked me to do something. So that's cool. Oh, that's in the last SPX anthology. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, I, I mean, we were talking about that, and yeah. I, 
it was funny just saying that, yeah, that was the last one, so maybe <laughs> it's because of you, because of me, <laughs> that we're not doing anymore. <laughs> so I'm Aww, like, it was at least you went out with a bang, I guess. Yeah. No, I think that's the best one, honestly. Yeah, I was pretty honored to be in that, that it's, book because there were so many artists there that were just... I it's mean, the most curated. Yeah. You know, it's like they made an effort. They didn't want to, like, just fill 500 pages. Mm -hmm. It was like here is like kind of a continuous, you know, it felt like a collection, like that there was a connectedness right, between no, the works. Right, that's true. That's true. I was thinking that there was one other one, the one that had like Dan Klaus's cover. I think it was 2000 or something. But yeah, I agree that that this one was the most curated and that, that he was very um, specific, and I guess, I guess and who he wanted to bring in to that book. Had you been to SPX at that point? I've never been to SPX. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is that okay? Big controversy, I think. There's always a controversy with uh, SPX. No, there's there's a lot <laughs> of folks that have never been to SPX that's been in those <laughs> anthologies. Yeah, I, Don't feel I know. Bad. There's a couple of Vancouver Maybe guys. I was meaning to. Maybe I told Brian, oh, yeah, I'm going. And then didn't go. Have you been yet? No. No. <laughs> I was going to this last uh, this last SBX, but then there was a family emergency, and I couldn't. Oh. You know, I had to stay home and babysit um, Finn, my son. So you were able to make it to TCAF, though. I know. I was. I I was really happy to be there because I love Toronto, and I love. And it's been a while since I've been to Canada um, and Toronto. I haven't been there since high school, and. Um, yeah, it was fun. I mean, I, I, you know, it was kind of new for me. I, I, I didn't know that many people there. Yeah. Because it was one of those, uh, you know, it's the, it's that, you know, I think it was the first time they decided to do it every year, mm -hmm. right? And I think a lot of the people, a lot of the people from like I guess the Bay Area and like I think the Lark Larkpan and and Tin actually and um, from the West Coast went to the show before. And I think they were taking a break. So, um, but anyway, I met a lot of like really nice folks. Yeah, you're next yeah. to Annie Koyama, who is amazing. She's she was great. I mean, yeah, I met her there, and she's she's an inspiration. I mean, I mean, I would see her at her booth, and like all these, you know, these one these great artists would just come over and just like you know give her hugs, and it was like it just showed that like she just really nurtured her artists and was really passionate about. What they what work they do, so it was really cool to meet her. She's, talk to her a little bit. She's definitely a patron. Yeah, she's the patron saint of what, <laughs> Toronto comics. I wasn't going to say saint. I was just meaning patron in the traditional <laughs> patron sense. Patron goddess. Well, just the in the in the sense of patrons are just people that support the arts. Oh right, right, right. Patrons, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, that's the Catholic thing. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. have it. I don't have it. I wish I had a patron. That would be nice. <laughs> well, move to Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Why not? She was yeah. She was an ape with um. You were at ape too, but she was an ape as well. So that mm -hmm. was nice. I got to hang out with her and meet Michael Forge. Oh, that love that boy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He is so nice. He came by my table like five times to say hi, Aww. just yak and stuff. And it was like, oh, thanks, buddy. So I couldn't really leave my table very much. Oh, yeah. I hate when you can't leave your table. Yeah. Yeah, that must have sucked because you did that alone at TCAF. Actually, yeah, I couldn't leave, really leave my table either at TCAF. Yeah. So, um, 
but it was good. I mean, it was a good experience, and um, I did get to go to different events, and um, I, you know, I got to. Uh, I mean, it's a great show, actually. I mean, Chris Chris Busher does a does a great job. I mean, it's. I mean, and to do that every year, and, and I mean, every it seems like it's good every year or every time it happens. And, uh, yeah, no, it's a quality event, and yeah, I really, yeah. I really like what they do, and really appreciate the work they put right. into it. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Chris. Shout out. <laughs> Holla. <laughs> so you're obsessed with football. Uh, <laughs> wow. No, no. <laughs> wow. Yes. It's in the <laughs> comics. I read the comics. It's not even like I ha- I don't do like fantasy football or anything. No, yeah, I am obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how I got to be that way. And I think, no, I think I'm just obsessed with Steeler football, but I have recently gotten really obsessed with I guess all things football. I mean, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> and I guess all things sports. My brother is really into sports. I mean, not not playing sports, but um, watching sports and covering sports. Because he used to work at a um, sports um, radio station here in the Bay Area. And um, so, like, oh, and then we would, we lived together for some time when I when I moved here, and we would just watch nonstop Sports Center. Monday Night Football, so it was just sort of ingrained, you know. <laughs> and plus, you know, if you're from Pittsburgh, I mean, well, I guess you don't. I mean, I, I mean, you're supposedly you have to, you know, love your sports. But I have met, you know, because re- recently I have met people who are from Pittsburgh that don't even care for sports. Then Fran Santoro likes the Steelers. Yeah, is that Pittsburgh he's from? I yes. always get it mixed up, that in Philadelphia. Yeah, see, uh, yeah, I think he would get mad at that. He would. He would probably hit me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Frank. Don't hit me. I was. I probably wouldn't hit you, though. No. But you're not Frank. <laughs> no, Frank. I'd probably, like, hold you. Like, hold <laughs> well, <your> hit me. <laughs> <laughs> and then let Frank hit you. No, I go. wouldn't do that. Okay, I'm staying away from, uh, <laughs> from all you guys at no. once. No, no, like, you know, Jim Rugg. I don't think Jim Rugg's a big, you know, stealer. Oh, well, he's from Ohio, I think, right? Yeah, he lives tradi- in Pittsburgh. originally I can't remember. Yeah. But he's in Pittsburgh now. Mm-hmm. And um, Ed Piscor is yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Pat Lewis. And oh. the Copacetic Comics, uh, Bill Boitel. Boitel. Do you go to many comic stores? Or are you active in your local comic community? <laughs> um, well, I haven't gone recently, but I do go to the one that's that's near my house, which is Doctor Comics, Mister Games, and <laughs> yeah, I love that name. It's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. It's <laughs> awesome. Doctor Comics, Mister Games. <laughs> Dan Klaus goes to that to that store. Um, that's I'm sure he's embarrassed by that too. <laughs> by Doctor Comics and Mister Game. Yeah. Well, the with the name like that, they probably don't know who he is. So maybe <laughs> that's uh, that helps. You're not the game master. Of, <laughs> um, <laughs> what is it? Oranges and apples. Um. My favorite thing at uh, at Ape is I gave him a copy of the book on his way out, and this guy was looking at him, like trying to recognize him, and Dan just does this like <laughs> finger point, and then books it out of there. And it was like one of those, yeah, you know who I am. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> yeah, I guess he doesn't like conventions that much. No. 
it was funny. And then the guy after was like, is Ran that the him. ghost world guy? He's <laughs> saying to me, he's like, I th- my sister really likes him. I should have gotten an autograph. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Then Frank Santoro comes up, beats him up. <laughs> Where did you come from, Frank? Yeah. Um, but there's also comics released in Berkeley, too, which... You know who, which was run by uh, Rory Root. He mm-hmm. was a huge, um, huge. Um, kind of, he he nurtured a lot of uh, small press and and um, mini comic artists in the Bay Area. Supporting and yeah, showing you what's good. Um, well, he passed away a couple of years ago, but he mm-hmm. he would always have these events like after Ape and um, like or comics jams. Um, at the restaurant close by, close to the shop. And he had an, you know, a section, like a huge section of mini comics and, and stuff, um, and small press stuff. So he was a, um, kind of a, a fan of, 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 um, of local artists and small press artists. So that's another good store, too. There we go. Now, why start the Comics Claptrap? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask you about it because it's it's what you're doing. It's part of who you are. As a oh wow, cartoonist. that's amazing! <laughs> it's part of who I am. It is. It's in my blood. It's in my veins. Especially since you've uh, taken control and uh, and I've suspended the the co-host. Yeah, he's coming back, and I think he's coming back scarier than ever. <laughs> so watch out with a vengeance. Um. Yeah. I. I. I don't know. I think. Um. We just wanted to start this podcast. I wanted to start a podcast and talking with other cartoonists and, and kind of talking to them in sort of a different uh, like a point of view from cartoonist to cartoonist and like how, how, you know, just kind of, you know, doing, having, you know, talking shop and, and talking about, you know, kind of sharing experiences of being cartoonist. And so I was, I, I was in the car. I was driving. Me uh, and my husband were in the car, and I think Jason Shiga was in the car. I love Jason. Yeah, <laughs> he's great. Um, and uh, I said, you know, Jason, I'm thinking of, you know, maybe starting a podcast. And then he said, you and Tin Fam should do, should, should, should host this podcast together. And I actually didn't know Tin that well. Because um, at first, yeah, I know. <laughs> at that time, at first, well, the first time I met Tin, I really, I, I, yeah, I didn't get along with him. We were we were manning a table for Global Hobo, which was run by Jesse Recklaw and him, um, a distro, um, which is now run by Eli Bishop, and they were running. They, you know, they sold um, mini comics, mostly mm-hmm. by Barry, cartoonist. And we were manning the table together, and yeah, I found him really <laughs> aggravating. <laughs> well, he's a great seller, and he's um, he really likes to promote people's work. But he was just um, he was just um, I don't know. He was he was not what I was used to. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> And then, like, uh, I think around that time when Jason suggested, we were actually kind of getting, we were, you know, I had um, hung out with him a couple more times. I hung out more with um, Lark Pien, who is his wife, and we would, you know, draw and do all this stuff. And um, and so I would get to see him more. Um, and you did some events with Lark, right? 
Yeah, we did a co-signing um, actually for the sport Whirlwind Wonderland. We did a co uh, a book launch. Um, uh, Lark had a new, has a new book out. She had a, a new uh, Long Tail Kitty graphic novel, and she actually has a new book um, that I kind of debuted at Ape, which was Mr. Elephanter, which was a, a a children's book she just come out with based on a mini comic she did. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really know him. That, I mean, I knew that he had a way of, you know, being blunt and, you know, kind of trying to be, um, spread his tough love for <laughs> comics around. And um, and he was very, I'll just say he was very self-confident with himself and his work. <laughs> <laughs> and and somehow we became friends. And, um, I, and then we just started this, and we started the show, and um, and pretty much, I guess we're, we're kind of both in agreement that he's pretty much the star of the show, and I just am like his, you know, the straight man, straight woman. Like in in Canada, we have hockey night in Canada mm-hmm. on Saturday nights, and there's the in between periods. There's this thing, uh, Coach's with Corner, mm-hmm. with Don Cherry and Ron McLean. Yeah, exactly. He's Don Cherry, and you're Ron McLean. <laughs> Thank you. And but just so yeah, you know, Canadians like Ron McLean like more. Don Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish Ken could dress like Don Cherry. He could. He, he could. Yeah. He's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. People kind of, and I, this is horrible, and I'm going to bring it up because I really don't like this. Um, um, but people say that we're like the Regis and Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. Does that make me like the Don, or the... Larry King. Yeah, Larry King. Yeah. <laughs> Rena. <laughs> I'm gonna be back. We have a caller from Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> do we have you there? Don't or, worry, I won't yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> you should have call-ins. It doesn't really work. We really shouldn't have call-ins. Yeah, no, it doesn't work in the format I do. Um, right. Yeah. It's just it's it's something I've tossed around and made available for folks, and people haven't really taken a, it up when it was available, and uh-huh. so it's just it's not worth the effort I would put in right. towards including that. Okay, so. well, forget that. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh uh, yeah, so yeah, then we just started. You know, we just and we've kind of been doing been doing it since I guess 2008. And we, our first guest was Vanessa Davis, which was really cool. And then I'm just kind of surprised people actually want, like, are actually okay with being interviewed by us. Like, I tell them, like, you can listen to our previous episodes, like, kind of as a warning. And but they're most okay people with it. do they listen or do they just go in blind? I think they go in blind. Yeah. And then they're they're during the podcast. They're like, what? What? What kind of questions are these? What? <laughs> is this good. this is insane man <laughs> yeah it's, it's you know I think it's important to have like not everyone be this cardboard cutout. yeah you know well people have a problem with a lot of things he says which is which yeah I have a problem too and there are some times when I do agree with some of his points but I wish I mean I would have told I totally would you know say it in a different way um but um, people are entertained by <laughs> by yeah. it. 
So it's I like mean, you have Harvey Harvey Firestein <laughs> oh, on your show. Yeah. His voice has gotten a lot better since the last time you heard him. <laughs> he should get sick again. I love that sound. <laughs> I don't. That sucks. I don't know what's the deal with it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how he sounded like. <laughs> really, people. Really. <laughs> so are you guys planning on doing it for quite a while until you burn out? I don't know. I do feel a little burnout out every single time we tape um, because it's 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 kind of intense when we talk and, um, you know, we have those intros before the interview, um, and it is actually a lot of work. Um, so every time I'm like, we're not doing this, you know, let's take a break or something. But I, I always, I just... Whenever I'm away from it, I guess like comics, I just I just feel the need to to, to start it up again. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. It just really depends on you know what projects we're gonna have, you know, and how much time we have. So because it is sort of like a, um, a side project for us. I mean, we do we actually do comics. Yeah, both of you <laughs> make comics. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we'll see. I I kind of wanna you know try to interview all the people that I you know been been dreaming of interviewing before I'm done with it mm-hmm. and I guess I we will probably have to do like a Jim Lee interview because you know Tim loves Jim Lee good luck yeah I know it's not good luck yeah. but you know what one of my first interviews <laughs> Neil Adams oh wow so if I can get Neil Adams yeah you guys can get Jim Lee at which point you get to say insulting things. <laughs> so, yeah, anatomy. I'm research. Yeah. What's up with that? Do <laughs> women stand like that? <laughs> Have you actually met a woman that looks like that? I guess he's is he married to someone that looks like that? I, I think, think so. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Lots of money. Lots of money. Um, so where are your comics going to be taking you, Rena? Well, to outer space. I don't. Um, I don't know. I just well. I I just continue on. I just continue to. I want to continue to write stories that um, that I kind of that I care about and about the people. I you know about people and places and you know observations I have. I still want to you know just continue to write hopefully good stories and um you know i i don't act, i don't know how long i'm gonna do it for i mean i would love to like could do comics until i get you know old and gray but i also would love to publish people too mm-hmm. so um i yeah i just hope that i can just continue doing the stories i want to do and not be um you know, hindered in any way by anything, you know. Just let your creative outlets play for what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to chat with me today, Rena. Thank you, Robin. To remind folks, Rena Ayuyang, uh book is Whirlwind Wonderland from the fine folks at both Sparkplug mm-hmm. and Tugboat Press. Yeah. Two like this, mighty publishing houses. This, this comic publishing super team. Mm-hmm. Should they like yeah, they bump totally fists were. and like make good, co- great comics coming out? Or I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Rena. Thanks, Robin.